0: This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline.
1: Hi, I'm Taylor Drury
0: from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Burton from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Bachman, Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter, Working Class Bow Hunter
3: podcast. It is that wonderful time once again for another ravishing episode of the realest bow hunting podcast ever to be recorded in Sherrard, Illinois. This is the <laughs> working class bow hunter podcast. Right. We are right here at sixteen hundred Buckslayer Place, right in the Buckatorium. The voice you are hearing right now, I am Steve, and in the studio today is Kurt, as always, as always, and Eric, as sometimes. Good morning.
4: Good morning.
3: Uh, okay, yeah, that that's back. <laughs> Running a uh, full crew, uh, you love that, don't you? Yeah, it's okay. I actually kind of look forward to it. But we're running the full crew today. Gonna to have a great podcast for you. Things are uh things are starting to heat up, man. Deer season is right, right around
4: the corner. Man,
3: it's just it's on the cusp of or happening. In podcast land, whenever you listen to this, it could be hunting season
2: already. So it you could be. You can listen whenever you'd like. That's See, the beauty of a podcast. Do you like, do you like how I kept it vague? Sometimes you got to do that with the Sometimes, podcast, yeah. yeah. It things well, are heating up. Nobody knows. We want to thank everyone for supporting us uh working class uh check out the the camel collar blog with clint casper we're gonna have more uh cool blogs and different type of stuff coming for that and uh so check out the new go shoot your bow shirts and all that um, on working class com. everyone who gave us uh, a rating or review on itunes thank you for that if you go and do that and send us a screenshot of your rating we'll send you out some of our hard hat stickers the new ones the new ones the new die cut ones they're super sweet they are super so sweet um this podcast is brought to you by scent crusher i have a, uh, a camo scent crusher gear bag and i'm super excited
4: about it yeah
3: cool hey eric how's your uh camo scent crusher bag it's awesome he oh, has, really? He hasn't awesome. opened it yet.
4: I haven't even opened oh, it yet. ask yeah. me
3: how mine is. How's your camo? <laughs> yeah, right. I don't have one. How's your roller bag? <laughs> Big. <laughs> Big. <laughs> I think it's a monster. Can you fit inside of it? Uh, I haven't tried yet, but I think I probably could.
2: Check out scentcrusher.com. Uh, Ozone go course always keep that locked and loaded in your truck because you never know when you get hungry you gotta get some fast food or something when you're moving right before um, the hunt yep or nope. midday hunt like you're dying you gotta get or midday food you
4: get some nourishment some nourishment some nourishment check that Try out it.
2: scent crusher uh absolutely love that stuff hha sports uh single pin sights um i'm shooting the kingpin with the dovetail um absolutely loving that thing uh so check out hha sports lifetime warranty Uh, support our veterans made in usa elite archery yep love elite uh some of the most comfortable shooting bows ever um i'd say if you've never shot one get to your local dealer and take one for a run because the shootability challenge that's right really it's it's a big difference i absolutely love the way my tempo handles i had the synergy before love that bow love my tempo just as much love the color even more um I, i color my bronze beauty Oh, my, it's it's more of bronze. a brown, but it gives like a nice bronze color. Oh, yeah, she's a sun. real beaut. Real beaut. So check out Elite Archery and, of course, Smith's, Smith's, custom, so of course Smith's
3: custom Meats and Deer Processing. And beautiful. Oh, there you go. Velaya. Vali- Val- Viol- Vol- Viola, Illinois. Ugh. Beautiful Venus işte. Flytrap, Illinois. Wait, that's not a real place? Beautiful Viola, <laughs> Illinois. Man, we, we cannot say enough about Smith's. I love Scott, Susan, a couple of the other kids. Family and business.
2: Definitely great products, too. He, he does care about his food. He does. I'm excited for deer season, man, because of taking stuff to Smith's. Like, antlers are great, but I need to get out west, too, and kill an elk, because you know I'm going to pack that thing all the way home just so Scott can process oh, all dude. the elk for me.
3: <laughs> Imagine having, like,
2: elk summer sausage. Oh, like, steaks and dude. everything that Scott can work his magic on makes some awesome stuff.
4: Elk back straps
2: So, thanks for all our supporters of the show. Mm. Uh, we really appreciate that, and uh, it means a lot. This is kind of more of a serious advertisement. You looked in some of our <laughs> previous podcasts. I'm like, why does anyone support our show? So what you got, Steve? You got a veteran shout out?
3: I got a vet shout out. The vet shout out this week is our our one of our favorite Prairie Storm uh, veterans, John Jacobson from, pra- uh, blah Prairie Storm Outfitters, right there in Kansas. We did a podcast with those guys, and then we had a good time after the show. Those guys are an absolute riot. Um,
4: they are a hoot.
3: Yeah, John. Thank you for your service. And uh, man, we got to link back up with that guy because they've got they've got a, quite a setup out out in uh, Kansas there. And dude, mm-hmm. they're just awesome people to be around. And yeah, very. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, yep. it can get wild from time to time. But <laughs> if, you, if you haven't heard us
2: talk about it or you didn't listen to the episode, the the first show we did with them and the only one as of now. Um, Someone got tased on that podcast.
4: Yeah, Mark got tased like <laughs> full, full blown, li- yeah. <laughs> uh there's a video insane. on
2: YouTube and uh we, we did Facebook live the whole the whole time. Yep. And uh yeah, you can hear it in the audio. You can hear that taser going full blown wide open.
4: He oh, got yeah. tased a lot that weekend cuz that wasn't the first time he did it that weekend.
2: He had burns all over his leg. <laughs> so that was kind of fun. I felt like I was hosting some sort of crazy talk show, and I'm like, I was, I'm just here talking to a mic while this guy gets tased. It, yeah. it was a good time.
3: <laughs> well, and we're sitting because, you know, we we're in there with Patrick, uh, yep, Patrick Perkins from Heroes Hunting. So, of course, he's like, oh, yeah, he'll get tased, no problem.
4: <laughs> he just adds to it, though, just stirring the pot. It was, it was pretty funny. It was uh, funny.
2: Um, So I guess that wraps up our intro. There's something i got to add in. Because we don't know when our we have a guest host that's going to be hosting the show with us. Um, he's not here yet, but he'll probably walk in as we're recording. So you will hear that our guest
1: host. It's a surprise. It's a surprise. Oh, a yeah. Surprise. Right yeah, on. we
3: shouldn't. We we not even bring him up. We'll just let him sit in. See if people can guess who it is. <laughs> It'll get brought up. But uh,
2: on today's podcast, Daniel Lee Martin from Till Death Do Us Part on Carbon TV is on the podcast. Uh, never met. Daniel in person, um, so I'm looking forward to chatting with him, and uh, we love Carbon TV. Uh, definitely, it's a platform that's free. If you have an email address, you can watch hunting shows, fishing shows. Anytime uh, you want. They're doing agricultural uh, shows, all sorts of stuff that you can watch for yep. free anytime you want. Um, it's pretty amazing. Definitely beats out paying for your sports package on TV when you're going to yeah. pay 85 bucks or right. whatever it yep. may be, and Um, And the cool thing about it is you're not forced to watch just whatever's on. You can watch whatever you want whenever you want to watch. Oh, I don't have to get through this show to watch what's coming up next. No, you can select whatever you want, Mm -hmm. and it's it's pretty amazing. Or you can
4: go back to season one of your favorite show and start all over again Mm -hmm. anytime you want.
2: You can binge watch. It's incredible. The future is here, boys and girls. So we'll get right into the show here. Looking forward to it, and we hope you guys enjoy.
3: Thank you. Right, on the phone with us, we have the one and only Daniel Lee Martin. Daniel, take me home, country roads.
0: <laughs> Thank God there's only one and only. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm always scared to death that I'm going to find my doppelganger out there somewhere, and then it's just all heck's going to break loose. If,
3: <laughs> if you're afraid of finding your doppelganger, you have not seen a picture of me yet. I would feel sorry <laughs> for that guy. <laughs>
0: So how's everybody doing, man? Good to good to chat with you guys. Yeah, thanks for coming
2: and, on, man. We we definitely appreciate it. Um So I guess we're doing as good as we can as we can get right now in Illinois when it's not hunting season. So oh, yeah.
3: It's podcast no doubt. season. It's podcast season. Yeah, we're just watching corn and beans grow, man. There ain't nothing really much else to do. Occasionally a train'll drive by, but you know. <laughs>
0: Well, at least we don't have much corn and beans down here in Tennessee, but if we do, I'm in the wrong spot. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: right. Well, Daniel, tell us a little bit about you and, and what you do.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, well, I'm an outdoor television, which means I work my tail off and I don't make any money. Um, <laughs> everybody out there that's listening to this podcast is going, ah, he's right, because I've been there. No, I'm a... Uh, man, I've I've done a lot of stuff. Um I moved to Nashville I'll try to make all this quick but I moved to Nashville in 97 to pursue a music career in, in country music and um, in 2003 I signed my first record label deal with an indie label um, and at that time independent indie labels were the hot thing here in Nashville so um, I signed in 2004 we came out with our very first album uh, which was called All That I Am and it had two uh, top ten singles one one was a top five um did great we did a huge walmart tour uh to promote a big grassroots tour and then uh after that we cut our second album in 2006 and we released it in 2007 and at the same exact time that we were releasing this album i happened to uh be playing golf with one of the original founders of uh, the sportsman channel and uh all this, these these golf tournaments that I were doing were all kind of based around our record label. They were sending me out, and I was you know playing golf, and then I was entertaining at night, doing shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I met this guy, and all of a sudden, so I've got this brand new album out, and then um, with the pilot idea that I pitched to him in like three weeks, um, I had a television show offer, and so the, <laughs> my my very first show was called Backstage and Back Road. you know, and for the last you know, six, seven years, I'd been putting my heart and soul in music, and all of a sudden I had this whole, this brand new, uh, you know, this this brand new concept, this brand new energy that was something totally different than music, and so we started this show, and uh, the Sportsman Channel had it for two years, and then I actually ended up purchasing it from them, and so I, we, we started a production company here in Nashville, and we uh, produced that for I think a total of nine seasons. Wow. And then back in 2012, we had an opportunity to take over a show called Brotherhood Outdoors, which was on Sportsman Channel as well. And so we we, we put Backstage and Backroads to bed for a little while. Mm-hmm. Decided this was a great opportunity because we we got to take a a, a person uh, on a trip of a lifetime anywhere in North America that they wanted to go, and oh,
4: that's it was awesome. like a review.
0: Yeah, it was like an application process. So that was great. Really? And then just last year, we left Brotherhood, started up a new series called Till Death was Us Part. So
2: Whew. that's busy, <laughs> real busy, <laughs>
0: crazy busy. Yeah, a... and it just seems like yesterday, man, when this all started. So it's uh, it's been such a great journey,
3: you know. And see, it started with a with a round of golf. Now I've been uh, I've been hounding Kurt to <laughs> let me get the company credit card because that new Cleveland uh, launcher driver is going to be coming out, and the irons too. And I've been telling Kurt, like, dude, come on, you got to let me write it off under a business sure expenses, man. That's what I'm saying. It, you know, I, 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 I might as well help a brother out. <laughs> and I might as well get a whole bag, because if I, if I do a driver and irons, I might as well get a new putter, a new bag. You, you want know, some just new,
4: whole new setup, yeah. You want some new shoes to yeah, wear? Yeah, you that's know? another so. $1,000, right?
2: Hey, <laughs> I, <just, laughs> I just figured new microphones would do us a lot better than a golf club.
3: But hey, it starts <laughs> with a round of golf. You never know where it could go. I could, could sweet-talk somebody on the uh, golf course. You know,
0: listen, I never thought for the life of me it was nothing but... Uh, you know, Hall of Fame baseball players and all these other people that were around this event, and and uh, actually the 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 guy Todd Hanson was his name with the Sportsman Channel. I found out later on that he was so ticked off that he said he said, you know, I paid top dollar for me and my dad to play in a golf tournament with a bunch of Hall of Fame baseball players, and I get paired with the entertainment. He goes, (laughs) I was so ticked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so how did you first out?
2: So after all the, like, you know, you talked about the hunting shows, the, all the different things you've been involved with, how did you first get involved in hunting in the outdoors?
0: I have, I was bit by the outdoor hunting fishing bug when I was born. Um, I very rarely would stay inside. I was, I played sports like crazy when I was a kid and when I was playing sports, I was walking through the woods with a homemade bow and arrow, shooting whatever that moved. And and I was fishing every single day. And I think it's just something that you're really born with, man. I just, you know, my dad was a hunter, but he wasn't, he was, he was like that, not not even a weekend warrior. He loved it, but he was a hardworking guy. He was, he didn't just, he didn't really have time to do it. And then Mm -hmm. my brother and I kind of, you know, progressed into hunting every weekend and, you know, my brother's six, seven years older than I am and, you know, my brother, when he was in his late teens, would take his goopy little pimple-faced brother with him on the, all these hunts with he and his buddies and I just always thought that that was wonderful of him to do that, you know, because I kept mm-hmm. going, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go hunting. So, it's just something that I, it's just something that I was, uh I was born to do, I think, you know, I just, right. lo- I love everything about the outdoors, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's how a lot of people kind of get involved that way with family. But it's always interesting to hear if someone, when they're older, you know, and they're maybe their twenties or something, gets involved. So it's kind of interesting, and always yeah. we always like to ask that question because everyone's got a different type of story for the most part, but uh,
4: different background. Sure. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I, my dad definitely introduced it to me. One of the funny stories of, of, as I was growing up, and I couldn't I couldn't stay out of the woods or the water. I remember one night at dinner, I was having this little pity party on myself. And my mom asked me what was going on, she, and I'm going—I don't know, like in ninth grade, I guess. And I go, I, I go, I don't mean to make everybody feel sorry for me, but mom, I can't get a girlfriend. And she's like, <laughs> "Well, why?" And I go, "I don't know. I go, I'm—I don't know. I, you, you know, really? this little red-headed, freckled, white-skinned kid, and I just <laughs> thought it was kind of weird. I go, you know, I, I can't get a date to the prom. I can't do this. I can't do that. And my brother goes, "Hey, can I tell you why you can't get a date?" And I said. Yeah You know my older brother The old wiser brother And I go Yeah why And he goes Danny you smell like fish All the time Uh, (laughs) He uh, goes He goes What do you do in the morning Before you go to school And I go I go down to the lake And fish Exactly And you don't wash your hands And you got fish slime All (laughs) over you Dude you smell like fish All the time
2: (laughs) You're just like The weird kid That smelled like An old fish market
0: (laughs) Nah that was me dude Yeah everybody Saw my dad On the You know the Newport Richie seafood market Down there But no (laughs) Well, I, I would so, say you
3: made up for lost time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: Me, I, uh, I, man, I don't think I had a girlfriend till I was eh, 20. So, anyway, it wasn't because I smelled like fish. It was because I smelled like Axe body spray and depression. That does not attract women. I just wanted to let you guys know out there in uh, podcast land, if, you, uh, if you're if you depressed and you try to cover that up with Axe body spray, uh-uh, ain't going to happen. Oh. Nothing. Nothing.
0: Oh yeah, that is the truth. Well, wow. it's very yeah. true.
2: By the way, which is weird. <laughs> let's let's talk about Carbon TV a little bit and uh, you guys' have a new yeah, season. Buddy. And uh, well, Carbon TV is a pretty incredible platform. Uh, we talked about in our intro because you can watch it anywhere for free. You just have to have an email address. It's free. Yep. Really? Yep. It's free, yep. and
4: you can't beat free. No it's, monthly, it's, no
1: catch, no nothing. No catch. Mm-mm.
2: You have to have an email address. You make an account, and you can watch. Whatever yeah. you want, whenever
0: you want for free. Shut up. Yep. Free, it's, for, it's, it's such a deal, man. And there's such great programming on there. I mean, man, the competition is so fierce. You know, the, they've got just great, well produced, well thought out, um, you know, shows and, uh, it's great to be a part of that group. It really is. And, you know, the show's done great. We're just starting up season three in a couple days and, um, uh, I just think carbon is the wave of the future. I really do I think it's the wave of the future um there's a lot of other outdoor you know sites that some of them charge some of them don't and um, um i i I'm just and so to, and it's so cool to be able to, to be driving or sitting in your tree stand or something and pull up you know carbon t v and watch it on your phone or mm-hmm. you know oh. while you're while you're on the treadmill, which I don't do very often, but when I do you know six times a year <laughs> i yeah. uh So I, I, you know, I pull up the iPad and I watch Carbon TV and I'll go through and look at some of the shows that I've never seen before. And then, you know, to be able to get it on your Samsung Smart TV or your Roku or your Xbox, soon to come Apple TV, you know, it's just, it's just a wave of the future. And, and uh, we, we abandoned network not because we, we have nothing against network. It's what launched us, but I just have a feeling that this is where everything's going to go. And I have a feeling that network, although it's going to be around for a long, long time. It's still going to follow suit, and they're still going to be doing the same thing. And the, mm-hmm. you know, some of them are charging right now to to be a part of you know their digital platform on your on you know online. But I think they're going to have to drop that. There's just no way that any. I just don't see how anybody's going to be paying paying ten bucks a month when when That's they can brilliant. get it on. Yeah, exactly.
2: <clears throat> I watch Carbon TV on my lunch break at, at work when I'm sitting at my desk. Yeah. Like I watch it today. Like, I watch your guys' show on lunch break to get to get my mind right. You know, and uh, yeah. It, yeah it's awesome it's easy you just the apps on your phone and even if you go to like a link through your phone like on facebook it'll open the app mm-hmm. to whatever show
0: mm-hmm. yeah so yeah it's, it's, it's fascinating awesome. man it's just fascinating so the way that they can get you there and, and i do the same thing i'll binge watch you know i'll watch a season of what a heartland bowhunter and i'll just keep watching episode after episode after episode
3: oh, and wow. you can't do
0: that with network you know unless you t-vote it but who,
3: who doesn't that anymore? Yeah, it's and the greatest thing is it. It's on Xbox, so for me, everything I need is on Xbox. Halo Five, New Japan Pro Wrestling, <laughs> and then Carbon <laughs> TV. And dude, it's all it, like it. Steve is can life, sit it.
2: on his Xbox and play Call of Duty online and, and, and talk crap to a bunch of six-year-olds playing, and then he can get on and then watch your show on Carbon TV oh, right now. Oh, yeah.
1: They, I, I, it's on Roku, yeah, too. Say, how old you said, are right?
3: you? It's yep. <laughs> 27. Yeah, I know. And you wonder why I didn't have a girlfriend. It is on Roku as well. I'm pretty sure, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Daniel, I think, well, I don't yeah know. I've got a to... Roku.
1: How do I even find that? Do you go to the Surge app or whatever? I don't and... know
2: how Roku works, if you can download apps, but... Yeah, you can. You can. Then I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, there's a because oh, yeah. it's on oh, Xbox sure. uh, Xbox One or 360. In like whatever. that
3: marketplace. Yeah. So if you get a if you have an Xbox One, you know, go search in that uh, for apps, and it, it's in there. So you know, mm-hmm. it's it's real easy to find, and doing you'll see the high. yeah, you'll see the Carbon TV logo on the Xbox, and it's just it's it's so awesome, man. I, Carbon TV is doing the yeah. right thing. Obviously, like you said, you know, the accessibility. The quality of programming that you get to see. I mean, we're good buddies with with all the guys from The Virtue. And the fact that you get Mm -hmm. to watch that absolutely free, that's mind-boggling, you know? What it shows?
1: Is. What other shows is on there? Like, as oh, there's as, a there's a million
2: oh, shows. dude, oh, you know them? bone, Collector, bone they're, collectors, bone collectors, yeah, bone yeah, collectors oh, yeah. Are on there. Uh, what? Yeah. The boys from Nodr are on there. Nodr, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nodr is on there. There's a lot on there. It's Carbon TV offers a They've lot. Got, it's Pretty amazing.
0: They got that Chuck. What's his name? The taxidermist. He's funny. Chuck um, Testa. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It's a funny show, man. I met the I met those two out at the shot show at the Carbon TV party this last year. Holy crap, those guys are a riot.
3: I would like to meet him. Uh, that's kind of fun. You know other shows on there that from death do us part? Uh, from death <laughs> till death do us part shows oh, on there. I, yeah. Man, that that shows yeah, on there. I heard that, that show's killer. Really? Are yeah, they it's doing... in
0: the bottom of the barrel though. It's like it's, it's <laughs> way down there. You, Are they you have doing to watch, like, like every, every other content? show to, get to ours.
2: Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah <laughs> they do original content as well. Uh, Daniel, let's talk about you hunt with your old lady on your television show. What's that like? Your old lady. <laughs> well, old lady. I think
0: it's great. I think it's great but she's getting sick of me. So <laughs> Is she? <laughs> um it listen it's every I well I can't say it's every guy's dream but it's it's certainly one of mine. It's nice to be able to have a hunting partner that you know that is so much more than a hunting partner. Um and we do everything together. We travel, we uh um uh, you know, we work together. It's a it's it's a great great relationship and uh you know, with more and more women coming into the hunting industry and, and not just the hunting industry, just hunting, you know, as all around, it's, uh, it's, it's becoming more and more common. The more people that you see, the more guys that you talk to, you're like, oh yeah, man, my, my, my wife, and my girlfriend's been wanting to go out and I'm starting to take her out and she's having a blast and, you know, and you're shooting bows together and you're going to the gun range together and you're cleaning guns together and you're doing stuff like that. It's, it's it's a wonderful life, man. I'm just very blessed to very blessed to have
2: that. Right, right. It is cool, man. I always wondered like, my wife just uh got a she's had a bow for a while, but she just got a really nice bow this last year and she's been mm-hmm. shooting actually she shot better than me the other day, which is I guess you're probably used to having to deal with that. Um <laughs> it, it just started happening where she was, you know, struggling to find her comfort zone, and all of a sudden she's just putting clock hands on every dot she shoots. And I'm like, Oh man, <laughs> good like, for her. yeah, I'm like, I'm really proud of you, but I feel really awful about myself. Like not, not, not to take anything away from her, but <laughs> I'm like, man, I gotta, it's going to get competitive, which, but it's all good fun. Um,
0: you know, that's, that's the thing. We'll, we'll go out and we'll, we'll, we'll get the targets and we'll, we'll start doing some little friendly competitions, you know, it's just to make it interesting. It's, uh, fall season's coming up and you know I'm, matthews is a, a a sponsor of ours so uh, we've got the latest and greatest and we've got, i've got mine dialed in probably better than i've ever had a bow dialed in before so i'm really looking forward to flinging some some arrows and mm-hmm. uh, uh yeah so it's uh yeah it's fun. i've been a, i've been shooting bows since since i can remember man my first bow was a was a uh um, a white tail hunter, you know, by bear archery really? back in the day, back in the day when Kmart sold it for $77.89. That's <laughs> what I paid for it.
2: That's awesome. Ask
0: me how I remember that wow. when I can't remember, you know, things from three weeks ago. I guess that's what, I guess that's just part of getting old. But yeah, <laughs> I, I remember scraping change up, man, and, and, and buying that bow and I wore it out and then, uh, I moved on to other bows from there and, and, uh, You know, the only time I kind of got away from hunting was when I first moved up here for singing, and I was riding every night, and I was performing, Mm -hmm. and I think for for a few years, it was about three or four years, I got away from not only that, but fishing as well, and I just was focusing on music, and I finally one day, I was like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. I got to get back out there and get some fresh air, and so I kicked it back into high gear, and I made up for some lost time.
2: That's good, but I can see why that could be distracting, but I can also see why you, you did it, because you're chasing dreams. I mean, yeah. It seems yeah, like you have yeah. chased all dreams, and uh, where have you been successful in all of them? Yeah. Is from just talking to you, which is awesome. But
3: well, yeah. and, and, no, uh, go ahead.
0: No, nope. nope. I was going to say that. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. <laughs> so
3: I'm like, come on. <laughs> Sorry about you. that awkward, but <laughs> my out. my question is, um, you know, because uh, and I don't know how how familiar with the the country music game you are today, but. Um, I know a lot of a lot of people are based in Nashville, and a lot of country artists are, you know, are into hunting. I mean, a lot of these guys, you know, you'll see them wearing the camo or you know, in various hunting shows. What's it? You know, if you're in Nashville, how far do you have to really go to get out to some decent timber where there's some good deer? Because I, I don't, I'm not familiar with that area. Not far, I wouldn't think. Yeah, uh, not far. Twenty really? minutes.
0: Oh yeah, there's a Cheatham County's got some public land up there, but there's. You get out on uh, you either you can either go now if you're going 65 south you got to go a little ways um, we live down close to Franklin so that's where we are but there's still some hunting land down here and we're just literally 30 minutes but if you go uh, if you go west on 40 heading out of Nashville there's some unbelievable uh, hunting land as well as 24 going north uh, west out of Nashville mm-hmm. and then if you take 40 east going towards you know the east part of uh, Tennessee and and uh, the Carolinas. Oh man, there's just all, there's so much, so much hunting opportunity, but I'm not lying. That's, it's 20 minutes outside of Nashville for some good hunt land. And then you've got Percy Priest Lake, 10 minutes, uh, east of Nashville, which is an unbelievable fishing hole out there. Mm -hmm. I say hole, it's huge, but it's, you know, (laughs) crappie and bass and just stripe, all kinds of great fishing opportunities. So yeah, uh, Nashville isn't as big of a city as a lot of people think it is. When they drive and they see it, they go, wow, I thought it'd be a lot bigger. It's not i love nashville
4: oh it's a riot i always said if if i didn't
2: if i ever moved out of illinois i'd either go to tennessee and i was just in idaho for work for just about a month and i want to move to idaho so bad it's yeah there's just no jobs in idaho yeah
0: you you said idaho
2: (laughs) yeah i was just in idaho uh between boise and uh twin falls Oh,
0: dude listen last year was my first time ever hunting in idaho and i did an elk hunt over by uh alpine wyoming it's right on the border but it's palisades that area it's, mm-hmm. on the, it's on the east side yep oh my gosh i want to move there so bad but it's there's beautiful no way I <laughs> idaho has everything you can hunt
2: all big game is huntable in idaho which is awesome um yeah you know elk antelope i mean there's bears in idaho it's i saw a moose when i was there i couldn't i didn't expect to see a moose in idaho i didn't i had no idea um oh yeah
0: actually, we saw a bunch of them over there in uh you know, the unit 66 66a where we hunted. It's, uh, Tex Creek, I think, is what they called it, but it's an over-the-counter tag. A lot of work, man. DIY hunt. It was the most grueling hunt I've ever done in my life. It was the most rewarding hunt I've ever done in my life, and I didn't get an elk. That should that says something. It was on one morning. One morning, walking up a trail to get to this four and a half miles in. That's how far we had to walk. We were walking into this trail, and we got halfway up the trail, going up the mountain, and there was a fresh pile of wolf scat that the wolf literally dude I stuck my finger in it and I was like oh my god that thing just came out of that wolf's butt I mean it was that (laughs) wolf and we never saw it but there was a big black wolf that's been running around that area and a lot of hunters have seen him and oh I mean that's the cool thing about the elk tag is you can shoot an elk or a wolf or a lion or a bear
4: Oh, I didn't know that. With, oh, my. Wait, with one tag you can? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you picked that up. I
0: I, I got that in case. No, had Typically, <laughs> those
2: just go everyone, over everyone's head and we just continue on with the show.
0: <laughs> 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 I didn't know that about no. that
2: tag. I didn't, I didn't know you could do that.
0: Yeah, with that tag. So if that wolf had have popped up in front of me and I was in the bow range, I'd have probably flung an arrow at him because I've never shot a wolf before. But, um they're, they're a little out of control out in that area, like they are in a lot of areas, and they're really wreaking havoc on a lot of the right. a big game, you know, and making us hunters making our lives miserable trying to find an elk. But uh, Well, when I was yeah, out in Idaho,
2: I, uh, I got to meet up with a mule deer hunting legend out there in the area, um, Steve Alderman, big shout out to him, mm-hmm. uh, they call him Mr. Mule Deer, but uh, anyway, mm-hmm. I got the opportunity to go scouting with them, and we saw that moose, and I, he grew up in that area, he knows the area well, and I'm like... Hey, just curious. What you know? It's a Shyrus moose, but how how big will that moose get? And he's like, well, some mm-hmm. bulls can get up to fifty inches here. He's like, if the wolves don't get them, he's like, for some reason yeah. the wolves love to kill moose. Like moose is like their preferred their preferred prey. And he says, like, I don't know why. He's like, they just.
4: That's weird, because that's like the bigger of the animal. I don't, I don't know, know if they're
1: they probably ice. Better. Maybe they're easier. You know yeah. What I mean? Slower. If they just don't move. Poor eyesight. The bigger
2: they are, the harder they fall. Yeah. You know? But he said they prefer them, Just they prefer moose over every everything else. He's like, you know, there'd be a lot more moose here if it wasn't for the wolves. Because so they just well, that's interesting. I didn't them. know that. Yeah. Huh. So I I didn't even expect to see one, and I saw one jump right through the middle of a pond, and I'm like, holy shit, this is incredible! I could.
0: <laughs> yeah, it wow. Was cool. So so we can say shit on this podcast?
2: You can say whatever you want dude,
3: on this you podcast. Say, uh, dude, you could start cutting a promo and throwing F-bombs or whatever, dude. You say whatever well, you want. Shit, I
0: didn't know we
3: could like drop <laughs>
4: drop some bombs here, man. This
3: shit everything. Oh, yeah. This, <laughs> t- hey, let me ask you this. What's your favorite cuss word?
0: <laughs> oh... Well, I don't, I don't, it's not really a cuss word, but it, it's kind of right on the border. My favorite word right now is douche canoe. I love that. Oh, <laughs> douche canoe. You, awesome. you,
3: Eric used yeah. a form of that the other day. That's funny. <laughs> got, douche canoe. I love it, man. I guess I should I run like over three, the rules.
0: I, I called three people douche canoes today, man. I just love that word.
3: And you, you were driving, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, see, I was. See, we're on the same page. He picks up my humor, and he knows... If if you say douche canoe <laughs> 3 times in a day, yeah, you had a long haul. Well, Daniel, I'm sorry so, I should
2: have covered the the ground rules. Um yeah, the ground rules are there are no rules. There are yeah, it's
4: free game, <laughs> whatever oh, you want.
0: Man. Well, I don't want to try to like make up for lost time cuz I'm just going to sound like George Carlin, you know, when he does the <laughs> Dirty words you can't say on 730 is words no,
2: but uh, I'd be entertained. Yeah, next if you time did.
0: we do one, hopefully it'll be the next time we can do a podcast. I'll
3: really, I'll sound like Andrew Dice Clay. I sound like Deadpool. <laughs> there
2: you go. We'll do another.
3: Maybe we, we can actually Dickory do one Doc. <laughs> yeah. I love Dice Clay. <laughs> so let,
2: let's move on to this. I want to talk about how you do your own editing for your show, and uh, just talk about how you do that. And uh, if you got to throw an F bomb, man, feel free.
0: <laughs> that that happened final cut pro it crashed on me no um no uh well you know it's, over the years we've we've done all we've had editors and and i've edited and i've always assisted in the graphics side of it you know the 3d graphics that you see on the show i do all of that stuff but when we started till death was part you know i mean listen to to have an edit done for a show i mean i'm sure you guys know what it is i mean a, an average edit cost is about three grand now i mean and a really good edit is five grand just to do one episode so it's crazy i thought hey yeah i thought hey you know what i'm a creative to begin with i went to school for art i've always been a right brain guy i love to draw i love graphics i love photography i love shooting video and i thought and i've edited for a long time so i'm really familiar with it and i just thought you know i'm just gonna i'm gonna take the bull by the horns and i'm going to edit this thing so
4: mm-hmm.
0: i do well i edit every show i mean it it takes a long time to do it and it takes a lot of time out of my life but i love the creative process and uh you know nobody knows what happened at a certain lodge or a certain resort better than than i do yeah more do. than you so, do
1: you know everything you know yeah. the story yeah chip yep. city's an
3: editor Yeah, you know. sure. this is and it it, it gets to
1: turn out the exact way you want it you don't have to be on a phone call telling them i don't like this part you should change this you change that the show is how you want it when you're done with it
0: well you know when we were doing brotherhood outdoors we did that for five or six seasons and i remember with our editors you know we had three or four at one time that were doing different parts of the shows and man we'd be in some places where there was absolutely no cell service and and, you know, you're on a time crunch. You got to get that thing into the channel. And, uh, man, I just remember the stress of trying to do that, you know, because, you know, when I, when we leave town, basically our production studio closes.
4: Mm-hmm. We have
0: a lot of satellite guys all over the country to help us with filming or editing, but most of our editors are here in Nashville. And, uh, yeah, it can get a little, it can get a little hairy when, when, you know, when you can't reach those guys and you're, and then they're trying to upload stuff to Vimeo or Dropbox and you can't even get a, you know, a, what you can't even get one bar of one X and you find yourself driving miles and miles trying to find a signal just so you can watch the show. So I love doing it myself. Um, probably won't stop our production side of what we do uh, backstage and back roads. Productions is the name of our production company. Mm-hmm. It has been, it has absolutely taken off and I've been so busy since we've been home uh, from our fishing season to now. And, but we, you know, we leave in a couple of weeks to head back, head back out on the road. And I'm just working nonstop trying to get as many shows as I can get done. But, Not only that, but we do production work for our partners too. So, I mean, we do stuff for Ford trucks. We do stuff for Field and Stream. We do stuff for Rambo Bikes, which is one of our new partners, K2 Coolers. I
3: love Rambo
4: Bikes, man. Kurt talked about
3: Rambo Bikes after he saw them at ATA last year. We
4: rode them. We rode them. They're badass. I rode Rambo Bikes in a
3: circle in that room for
2: probably two hours. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, do you have one?
2: I don't. I want one bad. I don't have one. Oh,
0: my God, guys you all have got to get one they are the listen they are the coolest thing that has come out in the hunting industry in such a long time we i've got the uh it's the R750 camo and uh we've got them all decked out with everything on them with the, the bow rack but just we film we're filming promotional videos for them we just got in the brand new R1000 which is the 1000 watt bike this you talk a- about <laughs> an electric crotch rocket man this thing is it'll go 30 mile an hour and it gets about almost 27 miles on the single charge and the whole—the frame is carbon fiber it's hard to imagine the tires even being bigger than the kendall the the kenda tires that are on the you know the 750 but they are they're huge and not taking anything away from the 750 because that's actually what i'm taking hunting i'm i'm not going to take the 1000 but the 750 they're they're just unbelievable, man. Right all day long. You can sneak up on turkeys and pigs and deer, and and uh, it's just neat having a bike out there.
2: That is, yeah. yeah I mean, if you need to give one away to someone that's willing to jump <laughs> it for a commercial,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll send that the way.
2: I got a BMX background. I'll launch that. That's maybe. a new.
1: That's a new sponsor. <laughs> it should be,
3: yeah. <laughs> you know, th- those are probably going to be a lot better than the motorized bikes that I see. You know, we work. We're, we're kind of near a city and. You see a lot of guys with like a, you know, a Schwinn with that little motor mounted on there. and It's like, ah, come on, man. I'll jump the snake river yeah. and
2: make it in Idaho if, <laughs> if, uh,
3: for
0: a commercial. Man, we were supposed to have them last year when we went out to Idaho and, uh, something happened on the back ordering of them and they weren't able to ship them in time. And, uh, it, we got them when we came back, but we used them like crazy for turkey season this year and, uh, um, just for, I I'll actually get out during the day and take one of those things out for, you know, a 9 or 10 mile ride around, you know, the subdivisions here in the area. And uh I'll I'll pedal the thing. They're they're fun to pedal and they're tough to pedal because the tires are so big, but it's a really good workout, but there's nothing like knowing that you're 6 miles from home and you're tired as anything and you just hit the throttle and you cruise back at 15 miles an hour. That's a really neat thing to have.
2: That is awesome. I I think I would just
1: try and ride it to
2: work. <laughs> okay. Yeah, as long yeah. As long as it, you
3: got like a twenty five mile ride.
1: <laughs> I might have spaced out a little bit, but what's the battery life on that thing? Oh.
3: He said
2: it'll go twenty seven miles. Oh my god,
1: on one charge. The new
0: one, yeah, the new one, the one thousand will go twenty seven miles on a single charge. That's or like you another might just town. Make it. That's yeah. like it's yeah. a long way. It's
1: yeah, another town. You can go the way, next man. town.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah. So anyways, yeah. So yeah, Rambo's part cool. of our. For our partner lineup now
3: well, i i wanted to i wanted to bring it back a, a, a little bit when you were talking about uh production i mean you know i we were watching an episode here before we started and you know you guys were out elk hunting you're like hey we had to take a day off we had to produce so you it seemed like you take on your fifth wheel like the production studio with you i mean is that yeah. uh, how, how does yeah. that work you know because you're trying to pack all your hunting gear for an elk hunt and then you got to bring all this other stuff. I mean, what how, what does that dynamic look like?
0: Well, you know, it's cra- it's really it's it's crazy with technology anymore because I mean, you can buy a maxed out MacBook Pro and Final Cut X, which is our editing software that we use, and all of our stuff, and it doesn't take up hardly any room at all. I mean, you can hook it up to a bigger monitor if you want to. Um, I, I've actually got a little app where I can plug in the lightning cable to my iPad. And it acts as a second monitor. So I mean, I can sit there on our bar in the in the trailer and edit this stuff. And it turns out, you know, phenomenal. It's really technology is crazy, man. Compared to what it used to be ten years ago, um, right? You know, at the studio here we have a ton of we have a bunch of the the Big Mac Pros and all different kinds of monitors and stuff for proofing and what have you. And I'll I'll bring the I'll bring the big computer with me because there's stuff that we do that is you know three D after effects uh a that really require a ton of a ton of uh, processing power so i i always bring my my desktop with me but once again that thing will fit in a in a, a small backpack mm-hmm. and yeah it's just it's crazy the way technology is and you can just run and gun with the stuff you know like our a lot of our editors or our camera guys will actually bring their, their macbooks out with us as we're filming and then when we get it back into the truck they'll pop the sd card and they want to look at the footage and make sure everything's good so it's you just really you're editing on the go it's a pretty neat process
2: that is cool and plus it makes it easier for you when you get back to where you're not you know capturing everything off your cards and whatever right when you get back to the studio to start cutting everything together so it's it probably just you can pre-prep it so you're not as stressed out when it actually comes to creating the show
0: Exactly. That's exactly what we do. We try to organize, we try to ingest, and try to get the footage that we need in before we get back. And you know, cause there's a lot of downtime when you're driving, and our camera guys will fly out for the most part on on a lot of the trips that we take. But, um, yeah, it's a it's a really neat it's a really neat work environment, man. I'm just blessed to be able to do it. Like I said at the beginning, work my tail off, but we don't make a ton of money. But it's listen, I'd rather have a job that I absolutely love and make a little bit of money than have a job I can't stand and make a lot of money. Right, Absolutely. There, yeah.
2: Absolutely. I'm kind of living that right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't hate my job. I don't hate my job, but I, I'd rather be doing something. My, my, passion. Be, uh...
1: Go ahead, Chip. As the editor, yeah. you're probably out in the field then kind of like field producing and telling these cameramen what to do because you are kind of piecing the story together in your head already as an editor, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it, it is, you know, I mean, somebody's got to be the, the producer, you know, somebody's got to be the director and somebody's got to be the field producer and somebody's got to be this. So yeah, everybody understands that, you know, the, you know, that it's, you know, the last person, well, the person that basically makes the decisions is, is us. We, we're the ones that make the final decisions, but our camera guys are so good that we very rarely have to say, Hey, do this. But we, we will say, Hey, just do real quick. I want to do an interview. Right. You know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Our guys are so creative when they get out there and their, their attention to detail and making sure that, you know, little things, man, like white balance and focus and making sure that the audio is good. And it's just, it's such a, a grueling process that, you know, most people don't know what it really requires to go out there and to film a show. But For sure. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's non-stop. It's non-stop creative. It's one of the tough part. A lot of, you know, a lot of guys that are hunters and on a TV show, they just go out and hunt. They hire a the camera crew and they really don't think twice about anything else. But exactly. with what we do, it's like non-stop. How am I going to get the next best shot? And how am I going to make that, you know, uh, you know, the, the grouse that I just shot with a bow? How am I really going to make that fascinating or how am I going to? It's so there's a lot to it, but it is nice to, it's nice to be surrounded with not only like-minded people, but people that are even more creative than you. It's like that old, I think it was Steve jobs that says I always hire people that are smarter than me.
1: Right.
3: He also also said, you know, he hires Steve jobs. always had the, you know, put the laziest person on the hardest job. They'll figure out the easiest way to do it. Right. (laughs) So again, don't count out lazy people, man.
1: (laughs) How long are you, uh, you know, usually spending on an episode? Like when you sit down and you get ready to cut up a show, how long does that take you?
0: Um, if I really put my mind to it, uh, I probably could do a full episode in three days, but if, I got other things going on, which I usually do. It usually takes about a week, about five days, to right. really get a and and I'm I'm um and I know a lot of other editors are the same as I am. But the attention to detail and and the the soundtracks and the audio mixing and the color balance and we use we have so many plugins that we use on just one clip. It's scary. I mean, if you saw the layers of plugins that we use for one clip, because we use a lot of LUTs. Which are lookup tables. They're color lookup tables. Right. They're specifically designed for moods and stuff. So I'm, I'm doing a fishing show right now uh, down at, uh, from a place called Hawkskay Resort, which we spend a lot of time at. It's like one of our favorite places in the world. And you know, so the lookup table on this probably will have a really neat blue tint to it. and you know, we filmed a lot of slow motion stuff, underwater stuff, and so we got to make sure color grading is right on there. So, if if I were just to say, "Hey, I'm going to do a show just put the clips in and and make it look halfway decent," it would probably take me two days. But since we don't do that, it's uh it's the, 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 that whole attention to detail is what really takes up most of right. the
1: time. Yeah, it's like a week, yeah. week and a half. A lot of people don't know that.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, our our editors when we were doing full length, you know, like network. Shows which are 30 minutes. That's a be- another beautiful thing about Carbon TV is that our, our show can be 5 minutes or 15 minutes or 40 minutes. It doesn't matter. They, they don't put a limit on that. It's whatever you want to do on your show and however long it is, that's what it's going to air. But when our editors were basically editing Brotherhood Outdoors back in the day, it would take a week and a half, two weeks for them to edit a show. It was that, it was, there was that much footage and that much b-roll and then there was a, we had to do a backstory on each guest. So the you know they our camera guys and crew would have to fl- fly out and film interviews with these guys and then at work showing what they did for a living and interview the wife and the kids and all that stuff. So two weeks usually for uh, for a full episode um, on Brotherhood.
2: Right, it's insane man. It is. <laughs> but yeah. I guess to put out a quality show, that's the type of commitment and work it takes to.
1: Keep now, you are you filming it. your yeah. wife? Are you filming your wife, or do you have the camera guys guys film your wife, or you how know, does that we, usually um, work? But... It's
0: funny because we love our privacy. We we really do, and we have camera guys around us a lot. So whenever we get an opportunity to go to where we know that we don't have to have a camera person, we'll leave them at home.
3: <laughs> right.
0: that's understandable. That's,
3: yeah, that's understandable. I mean, you know, it's and you know, for everything that you guys do, the cool thing about your show, it's like, you know, yeah, there's the hunt too, but it's a little bit, you know, the backstory, what you guys do a little bit in your your real life, and that's always um, really interesting. I think, so like the kind of
4: refreshing.
3: Yeah, one mm-hmm. of the yeah. first guys to do it, you know, film and hunt camp was like Bone Collector, and you know a lot of people real got your road trips and re- realtor road trips. Yeah, and they got hip to the idea, and that's so, you know, because hunting camp is just as important as the hunt, man. Because if you're around good people, it doesn't matter yep. if the hunt's good or bad, you know. And and Correct. capturing that moment is is absolutely awesome. That's why we started this podcast because we're you know we wanted to talk have a hunting camp feel, and you know it's all awesome. Yeah. All year
1: long, right? And even if the hunting camp's horrible, you'd still capture that. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And you go back and
3: watch footage like, Hey, uh, dude, Jerry dumped all the nacho cheese out. Nah, no, we're just never having him back again. No running
0: water. <laughs>
4: when he when
3: he asks us, everyone send him the gif of him pouring the cheese out of the crock pot. That's why he's never coming back to hunt camp.
0: I, you know, guys, you said something that's so true. I, I'd say that 50% of my hunting buddies... 50 percent of those guys could care less really about the hunt they just go to go to hunt and camp and hang out exactly. get in the outdoors
4: Absolutely.
1: sit next to a
0: campfire put some red man in and have a beer and that's Duel. what they want to do right that's, right.
1: Yep. that's what it's all about that's kind of what this red podcast man. is about really. that, that is this podcast
2: and that's a bad thing daniel is uh we get together in our studio that i built here at my house and we get together and drink 20 to 30 beers once a week and my wife's like yo like you just killed, like, a 30-pack of bush light in an hour and a half. Right? <laughs> I'm like, you you just, I'm just, you like just, it's hunting camp, lady. See your way out of it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. And, you get to and just
0: you're like, you're like and your point? Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, and, it's
1: just... and we get to talk about hunting all the time. Oh, yeah. There's that, too. So you guys right. get together once a week, all year round, drink beer, and talk hunting. <laughs>
3: And occasionally we get to talk to the guy who sang Moonshine Mama. That is awesome. You guys awesome. have hunting
1: camp year round. It's amazing. You guys know what you invented? I'm getting my own podcast now. Yeah. Oh <laughs> no brainer.
2: So is everyone, else.
1: everyone Moonshine,
0: else. Moonshine Mama. That's hilarious. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> oh man. i so. say I always thought that I really thought that somebody like Brad Paisley or somebody would pick that song up and really do it justice. I mean, it sounds great on the album, but I know. I, I think it deserves like more. I was always hoping that somebody would pick it up and really add this this neat I, little flair to it, but hasn't happened yet.
3: Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, I I, I put that song on because I was like, I want to listen a little bit uh, at work while I'm driving around. I put that song mm. on, and you know, it was like the first time I got to really listen to it. And I get a phone call, so I'm like talking, and I'm like, okay, all right, I gotta go. And I like I have my phone back on, and the song like kind of kicks back up because I turn the volume down and. The next thing I know, it's like, she ain't have no front teeth. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, what did I miss? <laughs> you know, it's all the songs I went back and listened to. And I'm like, oh, this is a great song, man. <laughs>
0: yeah. She's uh, never been to prison, and she's got all of her teeth. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah that was uh, it's, it's a funny song. And, and I wrote that because I wanted to put a, a neat twist on Moonshine. Because all the songs, you know, like Steve Burrell, Copperhead Road, and all these other ones, they're all... All these songs are so serious about moonshine, you know. Like, wow, it's illegal. And I thought, man, let's put a neat twist on it and not just have this old hairy guy who who owns the still, but maybe have his daughter take the business over. (laughs) That's a family
3: business. I love it. Redneck mafia, (laughs) right? (laughs) Look, dude, it's like the Godfather. Except when you go in there, his he's in like a shack. And ah, never mind. If you guys haven't seen the Godfather, you're not going to know where I'm going with that. I dig it, though. I dig it.
1: (laughs) Different, different, different country music writing. Seems yep. like every country music song now is like the same song.
4: Oh, yeah. It is. At least
1: the ones on the radio.
2: The radio ones are for sure. Because I'm not
1: like deep into country where I know like the good underground dudes and the guys that are like coming up that aren't like on the radio yet. But like every song yeah. on the radio, like because my girlfriend's a country, you know, she loves country music. She's not a country girl. She's just likes a, the music. She's kind right. of a poser. Right. But, right. Uh, <laughs> she loves country music And. Every song is the same. It's the same beat. It's the same chord, and it's like it's like party. Dude, I'll pop. I'll,
3: I'll, I'll give you one. He mentioned uh, Steve Earle earlier. Um, J- his son Justin Towns Earle. Go check out uh, some of his earlier. I got to meet that dude. That dude's like six foot four in real life, but check him out. That's and he's real all concert. over the
1: radio right nowadays. Now, he's not like over the radio. That's what I was talking about. Oh like, yeah, obviously no. there's but great, you want to know the, the good yeah ones. yeah yeah yeah. Well, it's just like any other music. Like I'm a big hip hop guy and ninety nine percent of the hip hop on the radio is garbage. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So Justin Towns Earl. Looking at it, right? Is that what you said? Yeah,
3: Justin Towns Ta- yep. Yeah, he's a uh, Steve Earl's kid. Yeah, he's on like uh Bloodshot Records uh, is his label. Like he looks like a troubled young man. <laughs> oh, man. oh, he's he's he do now? He's tall, skinny. On, seriously, hey, seriously, Google his name and look at the
0: pictures on there. Yeah, tall, I mean, skinny, might, and
3: tatted. He, yeah,
1: that's yeah, how all of the like country super super singers awesome, look. But it's how yeah. they all look yeah. now? They're all like they don't even look country anymore. They're all mm. you know. Yeah, I
2: think yeah. like my uh, my two favorite country artists right now is Cody Jinks and Sturgill Simpson are my two favorites. Yeah, uh,
1: Sturgill Simpson's pretty good.
2: Who's the second Simpson. one? Who's
0: the second
2: one? Cody Jinks and Sturgill Simpson.
0: Sturgill, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, hey, when we're done, you guys got to look up one of my favorite uh, country uh, uh, country music singers. His name is Wheeler Walker Jr. I love yeah. Wheeler, man. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. Wheeler. Never mind.
1: <laughs> who's the guy? Who's the guy that like doesn't look all pretty, and he's like pretty famous now? And he was like a country song writer. He like wrote all like the, Chris Stapleton. Like, oh, Chris. All the hits. And yeah, he came Chris out Stapleton. and he sings yeah. that like what is it? It's Chris what, Stapleton, which yeah. which, is, which is the famous one, like the number he, one. song Well, he that's did on the a George Jones cover. Tennessee Whiskey. Uh, yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a George Jones song. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chris Oh, it's a George Jones song. Uh-huh.
2: But Wheeler but, Walker Lee Jr. Certainly
0: yeah wheeler walker, oh my God. wheeler walker jr i was introduced to him during one of my uh early elk hunts last year in utah and i was like holy moly are you kidding me so anyways i've, I've got him playing all the time on what's
2: my, he uh, like in person
0: oh i don't i don't i've never met him before. oh i thought you said you, oh, you met him no 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 i just i know i learned about his music out there last year and he's just one of my favorite country artists man i just love his stuff it's hilarious
3: for our I listeners, uh, yeah,
2: the, I'll, I'll name two two of his songs, and then uh, that's all I'm going to name. Uh, one little number is uh, "Fuck You, Bitch." That's a great song. And yeah, then, that,
1: that got hot. Oh, with, like... Oh, I know who you're talking and about. And then that ah. the dude, yeah. So yep. listen to that one yep.
2: on YouTube. That, and then the second one is uh, was it eating pussy oh, god, and kicking don't... ass?
0: Oh my god, I can't believe you just said that. Dude. That is so awesome. It's
1: the name of the song. It's so <laughs> awesome. I know exactly I know. who you're talking about it's
0: like, now. It's like, It's like my favorite... Oh, I just I
1: was going. There's no way he's gonna say it. Oh yeah, Dan is <laughs> loving that. Does this. that guy sing he's like uh, the song about like titties, oh, my like God. titties? He's like, come hey. on, baby, show me them titties, itty bitty titties, or something no. like that. No, no. That's, uh, who's that? Th- that's Rodney Carrington.
3: Yeah, Rodney yeah. He's Carrington. a stand-up comic don't too. Don't look now, but titties. Mama's got, mama oh, has her boobs out, showing yeah. everybody in town. Yeah, don't look yeah, now, Mama's no. got her boobs out. He so he'll do like a stand-up set, and then like, and then he'll do his country songs. Like the dudes an incredible worker right you know and everybody's like you know all all stand up comics you know all of Mike dudes are always like ah man this guy's no good but like you know he makes money doing what he loves and that's the really cool thing you know and that's why I like Wheeler man
0: Holy crap, where have you guys been? This is like the best interview ever. I mean,
1: seriously. I mean, where have you guys been? I've got a buddy of mine that, like, (laughs) uh, Snapchats me all the time. Well, man, I'm going to get prepared for the next interview. Yeah, Daniel,
2: you're welcome back anytime, brother. Hopefully the next one we do, we can do in person.
0: Oh, God, that would be so much fun, man. I'll bring the
3: blue shine. Yes, that yes. will make yeah. It you better an you better put your drinking liver on because
2: <laughs> you're drinking liver. No, we will. We we definitely will. We didn't know. You know, sometimes when we interview people. We don't know what to expect. And when you podcast with them, yeah. you just you hit it off, and you're just like, okay, in person interview immediately. Yeah. So man, we we really appreciate you coming on the show, man. It, it's 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 been a pleasure, and uh, you you fit right in with us. Sometimes we're a little rowdy bunch, so we take a minute to taper into our warm up, but. uh <laughs> No, we, you're in time.
0: Man, I'll tell you what, I love rowdy and I think it's the, uh, the only way to be. Life is too short to be serious and, uh, you know, you just gotta go out and live your dreams and, and, uh, you, you know, just do what you want to do. I, I was trying to think of the, of the thing I saw yesterday. It was on one of the social platforms, but it was, it said, ordinary life does not interest me. And it's so true. Ordinary life does not interest me. Mm-hmm. I've never had a day job. I've never worked for anybody in my life except for myself, and I've just always followed awesome. it. And I mean, I'm going to die a poor man. I know I will, but at least, you know, what is that old saying, too? Like, uh, you had I a may blast. die poor, but I'm going to live my life like I was a millionaire.
4: Oh, Absolutely. That is
2: awesome. Now,
3: my saying my is drink on Sunday because you might die on Monday. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Daniel, where can people find you guys on social media or your website or –
0: Oh wow! Well, I'll tell you, our uh, if you if you look for "Till Death Do Us Part," um, you'll you'll find us. Um, obviously, just Google it, or if you just want to type "Till TV, it'll actually take you right to the Carbon page of where our show is. Um, if you want to go on Carbon TV, obviously it's Carbon TV. So a lot of people do Carbon and then type .tv, but Carbon TV. Um, our production company is called Backstage and Backroads. So com. the really cool thing about our website is our social feeds all of our social feeds uh feed into the there's home homepage so you can catch all of our social feeds right on the website which is cool but if you do um want to go and try to find us on social um you know I'm on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram I don't do a lot um I do enough to get by and to keep people happy but uh I think uh Instagram is Daniel underscore Lee underscore Martin. And then uh, Facebook is <laughs> Thumper. We'll talk about that the next, on the next interview. <laughs> and, and, and I think my, Insta, my, uh, not Instagram, but my Twitter is Thumper Lee and, uh, all of Julie's are Jules McQueen. So if you go on there, hers are all Jules, J-U-L-E-S McQueen and, uh, you'll find all her stuff.
2: So. Awesome, man. Well, Absolutely. I'll link. I'll link as much as I as I can in the description of the episode, so people can just. If you listen on iTunes or wherever you listen, Facebook, you can just scroll down, and all the links will be there, and you can click through that and uh, get to carbon.
3: I'll do direct carbon links. You can get there and watch the show. Um, Thank you guys so much. Yeah, and hey, yeah. if you're ever coming up this area, I- I'll tempt you with an in-person podcast. If you make it to the Quad City area in Illinois. In Illinois, I will pay for me and you to have a round of golf at TPC Deer Run, where they hold the John Deere Classic at.
0: Oh, stop! You're killing me, man. I'm telling you, dude, <laughs> it, it, it'll happen.
3: If you, if, if I buy a round of golf, will you come do a podcast with us? We'll podcast, with uh, the golf. You card. have
0: my, you have my word. Count on it. Let's just figure out a date for me to squeeze up there and listen. I would travel to Cal. I'd drive to California if it was a round of golf. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, right. I'm a lifetime golfer. I grew up in Florida. It's kind of a prerequisite that you play off oh, yeah. down oh, there, yeah. so yeah. Well, but, I think if we um, do an
2: in-person podcast, man, it's going to be like a three and a half hour podcast, just like in, a,
4: studio. <laughs> in studio, in <laughs> studio, in studio. It'll be well.
0: I love time. that, and, and I also love the fact at the beginning of this whole thing, you said something about eight minutes. So, good luck, Kurt, getting this thing into eight minutes.
4: <laughs> eight minutes? I, I don't, you said 40 minutes. 40 minutes. minutes.
0: No, 40 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> oh, earlier I thought I thought somebody said eight minutes, and I'm going, oh, wow, wow, this will be quick. Oh, so can't. yeah, that's
4: why. We can't do an episode in eight minutes. That's the
0: version of my career. (laughs)
2: Yeah, (laughs) you
3: can't drink that many beers in eight minutes. No,
2: we're in for the long haul.
3: (laughs) Awesome.
2: Daniel, stick around on the phone real quick. Thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate you. Everyone go check them out on Carbon TV. Check the links in the description. We appreciate you listening. WorkingClassBowHunter.com. Check us out on iTunes. Give us a rating. You guys want to add anything
3: quick? There's nothing I could add. All
2: right. We love you. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. Thanks.